Quality Matters. We are continuing what has turned out to be maybe a mini-series, maybe a two-parter. We don't know yet. We'll have fun with it. <laughs> About, uh, what is this, the principles of quality management? Yes. Okay. Maybe we should just go the Joe Rogan style or, heck, I saw that Jocko had a four-hour-long podcast. That's what we need. I- I don't think people like us enough to listen to us two hours at a time. I would listen to me for two hours at a time. I wouldn't listen to you for two hours. Amen to that. (laughs) In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections. Tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. So we're continuing this series. (laughs) If Kyle could stop making himself laugh. And um, we've already talked about the first two principles, which was uh, customer focus and leadership. Yes. And that sort of eased us into engagement of people. Yep, yep, yep. So as you guys know, I'm not in this world. I'm kind of winging it. I've got the papers in front of me, but I don't like to flip them and make a lot of paper flipping noise on the microphone like Kyle does. So engagement of people, it's it's seeming, as Kyle has pointed out last week, that each one leads into the next. Yes. These folks actually did a good job putting all of this together. And I love to scrutinize folks when they put these things together. And I will say, if you're not in this world, this is a really easy document to read and understand. It's not um, super geeky. It's not high level. It's not anything hard to read or understand. So if it's something you're interested, can they get it or do you have yeah, to pay I'll put a for link. it? I'll leave a link in the show notes. But it's not something they have to pay no, for. No, it's, it's a free readily... publication. Okay, yeah. I mean, so it's definitely worth downloading and reading. Yes. And it's very, and even if you're not somebody that needs, not a business that needs ISO certification, it's worth reading it just is. for your business. It is. It's awesome, great information. It is, well, you'll find that we're, we reference several books as we go through all, all of this process, right? And it's not just because we love, you know, books. It's like all of these different uh, ideas we talk about, they, they all come together. It's this mm-hmm. whole idea of quality, you know, management. And that fact that, hey, quality matters. Have we ever heard that term before? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So if you're a good leader, you are engaged with your people. Yeah, that's kind of the to me the telltale sign of how good of a leader are you and i think it's funny as one of the actions you can take listed under engagement of people is to facilitate open discussion and sharing of knowledge and experience and last week we talked about that with leadership you you have to know as an employee that you can approach your leadership Mm -hmm. with anything you see or do without repercussion right now that doesn't mean that if you come to your boss and say Hey, it looks like I really blew it on that account. We're going to lose about $5,000 on this project, and um, the customer's really upset. He's not going to go, good job, buddy. Like, that's <laughs> not what's going to happen. But you need to know that when you go to your boss to say, hey, I blew it I here. I did this. This happened. You need to know that 
you know, provided it's not just absolute gross negligence or, you know, anything moral or ethically wrong, mm-hmm. which is grounds for termination. As long as that's not the case, you need to know that he's going to be like, well, let's make this sure this doesn't happen again. I'm disappointed that this occurred, but we're going to get through it and we're going to learn from it and it will be better. And you would want a reflective leadership that might sit back and say, what tools can I give them to do better? Or what did I not give them that they missed out on this? Well, again, talk about another book. So I uh, love listening to uh, Jocko Wilnick and his uh, book, Extreme Ownership. That's the idea, is whatever goes wrong in the organization, the first thing as a leader you should do is see how you are the cause of that either through not putting a plan in place that ought to have been there or whatever it is, right? How can I impact this situation? How can I take ownership for it? Then through that, you can put plans out through the rest of the company or the organization to, to make things better. Mm-hmm. Ownership is huge. Yeah. And it also says to conduct surveys to assess people's satisfaction. So I think that that's within the company, right? Engagement of your people. Uh So we've talked about a customer focus and trying to kind of track and measure that, which is a hard thing to Mm do. But within your organization, it should, I would think it would be easier. Well, you know, this was um, actually when I worked for Best Buy now, what, long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had to, I I thought it was so stupid at first. We had to do these uh, 360 evaluations. That was very much a a corporate, you know, uh, initiative that didn't get communicated to us well at all. And so I was required to have all of my employees do a 360 on themselves weekly. Now, if I and this, what I did at first was... What is a 360? um, Oh, it is a self-assessment of how you're doing in the team. Okay. And we didn't get any training on what this was supposed to be. And so we were told to just fill these out. And the metric was, did you get them turned in? Mm-hmm. All right. So other departments, people, you know, buzz from at the end of their shift and BS their way through it and turn it in. That, mm-hmm. That's just it. But I did one on myself. And I thought, hmm, I don't really like the way I should answer some of these questions about myself. Um so I'm going to answer it honestly for myself. And then I started going to, uh, you know, my uh, my team. This was a few weeks in of having problems with mm-hmm. it. And I said, here's the one I did on myself. Can you do the same for yourself? And I had all sorts of problems that I identified with myself, things that I needed to fix. Mm-hmm. And that was huge. It showed humility. It showed mm-hmm. that I was a real person that needed to make real improvements. They had the freedom to do it as well. Mm-hmm. And that's and not fear losing their job because right. they were honest that they had room for improvement. Yes. And see, that type of survey is very different from on a scale of one to five. How satisfied are you with your job? How satisfied are you with communication? Well, another thing that I've heard a lot about the more people we've talked to is kind of these um, emotional tests and mm-hmm. or consultants yeah. that uh, come in to companies. And I know we've talked to just a handful of people and kind of said the same thing. Oh, great. Here we go. Emotional, touchy-feely stuff. I don't Mm want to do this. And then they, when it was done right Right. and management kept doing it and, Mm -hmm. you know, it was really beneficial Mm -hmm. to those companies. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be a good engagement of people as well because 
it kind of one I know that I was told about kind of measures like where you're good. Yeah. And helps you place your people where they need to be, which would make them happier. Yep. And more proficient. Yeah. And we can even see here with as small of a company as we have is how incredibly different everyone is. Mm-hmm. And my gosh, you scale up to when you've got 100 people underneath you, 200 people underneath you. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you make sure that people are in the right spot, you know? And, I, you know, I uh, I was blessed to have some good leadership at uh, my old job because I was the, uh, the IT manager there, right? Mm-hmm. And, but... You know, the CEO of the company at the time, he he knew that I was looking to to get involved in the company elsewhere. So I kind of had that initiative, right? But had never, never, never considered health and safety. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what OSHA was. I, I didn't. I, I had to figure out how it was spelled. But um, other people can see in you things you don't see in exactly. yourself. Exactly. And so he had the foresight that I would be good at developing this program and plan and getting the guys involved in it. Mm-hmm. And I never would have considered that myself. So I, I've got a huge debt of gratitude to these folks. So not ironically, this leads us directly into the next one, which <laughs> is process approach. Well, there you go. See, maybe these folks actually thought this out a little <laughs> bit before they just slapped it on paper. Which is a key element of ISO 9001. you yes. got to do the preparation. Yes. Planning um, is huge. That so goes... process approach, there's all kinds of different mapping yeah. that you can use. Uh-huh. And um... There is no shortage. See, the process approach, it's also not ironic that this Just is in the middle. Fair warning, Kyle's about to geek out. <laughs> <laughs> he is, loves this yes. stuff. It is in the smack dab middle of these principles. It is the. Um, it is what ties you know, customer focus and leadership and engagement of people. It's what ties those things into the business and what you actually do. This is why I tell people quality is quality. I don't care if you're making pencils. I don't care if you're making turbine blades or if you're in law enforcement. Quality is quality. And the way that you map it through your processes is really how you learn about the business. So when we come in and uh, start working with a company, whether it's developing software, whether it's consultation, the very first thing we do is a gap assessment. And we do gap assessments differently than other folks do because I start by mapping their processes. There are certain standard processes that every company has, right? Documented information, communication, you know, you've got an overarching production and service provision process. You've got a purchasing process. So we go through all of these standard ones. Then we take a look at your various production processes and how they tie into things. And there really are. There, there's probably more than a thousand different ways that you can do this. There's entire industries dedicated to just this one piece. So I'm going to have to stop myself before I get... <laughs> too involved but yes i thoroughly love this it's it's amazing how every piece of the business is connected to the other and it to me is just absolutely beautiful when i see an organization that from the way that they account for things from the sales process all the way through the production process down to how the uh, accounting and invoicing occurs is all in alignment 
and you can see how one clearly flows to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. It's your opus. Huh? It's like a big. Oh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. yeah you know. <laughs> I do. It's I love Kyle's it. Kyle's symphony. <laughs> it is. It is. And, you know, I drove Darcy crazy here for a couple of weeks because I, I realized that I needed to revamp the way we had things documented around here. I, did, I didn't like it. We've grown a lot over the f- last few years and the way mm-hmm. that we do things and what we do. So we had to reassess ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, see, we're not better than everyone else. You know, we, we, we know what we need to do. We've done a lot of improvement. Yes. <laughs> and so that's what we did. And I just love it. I go from my uh, sales and business development all the way through the production process down to accounting. And I can account for every detail of how things occur in there. But what's truly great about it is it gives individual people freedom to do their job, to use their individual skills that we mm-hmm. talked about with the engagement of people. Um so, yeah, like I said, I, I probably got to stop, but um, th- there's a lot to it. When I think about this, I think about the episode we did um, with the pharmacy and how they gave their employees a fishbone diagram to fill out how they were involved in mm-hmm. the process and mm-hmm. what happened before them and what mm-hmm. happened after them. Because you just see yourself there doing your job. Right. And yeah. not really being connected to everyone else. Yeah. And I can only imagine the surprises that management had when they sat down and reviewed it because people come up with unique and innovative ways to solve problems and they don't get documented. And yeah. so if that person leaves, all those great ideas they had can fall apart. And mm-hmm. again, I think I've probably driven Darcy crazy recently because we'll come up with a new way we're going to do this. And then the very next thing I tell her is go document it in the procedure. <laughs> and I just get this look from her. I'm like, go do it, please. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. That's okay. All right. Next on the list, speaking of documenting and improving. Did this flow into the next one? Improvement is next on their list of principles. And I think that's important because we call these documents and these systems a living document mm-hmm. or a living quality management system mm-hmm. and at first, it is not static I, I was like what does that even mean yeah <laughs> but i understand now because we've done a couple of case studies i can't remember the one in particular but they talked about it being a living breathing thing yep and that you know we're gonna make changes we realize this isn't the end all be all and i feel like that scares people that don't really know what they're getting into when they start the certification process with ISO 9001 that they think, oh man, this has to be perfect because we're writing it down yeah. and it's going to be there forever. And it's the way we do things. Yeah. I, uh, I, I cringe when I go into an organization and I see that they've got um, all of the last time any of their procedures was updated was three or four years ago. And I'm like, there's not a chance you are doing business in every way identically to what you were doing four years mm-hmm. ago. Not a chance, but it is, it's very daunting to, to do that. And so people give me the funniest look sometimes, uh, and I'll, they'll have a procedure that's truly only halfway done, but they don't really know where else to go yet. Cause we're still trying to learn and figure mm-hmm. out what they're doing. Um, which sounds silly that people honestly don't know in very good detail what they're doing, but it's kind of what you just mentioned with the pharmacy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They don't really know everything that happens. They just know that we get from A to Z successfully. 
Well, I mean, just look at us. You talked about we're just doing our documents. So I have taken over accounting, which has been quite a daunting task. I don't have a degree in economics or accounting or business management or anything like that. (laughs) But thank goodness QuickBooks is pretty easy to figure out. But it's not just QuickBooks. Yeah. Now we've got, okay, which invoices do I need to send? Do we already invoice Mm -hmm. them? Which payroll and commission and who Mm -hmm. needs to get paid for an audit Mm -hmm. and all these things. And, you know, at first it was just kind of like, okay, I paid them and I'm going to remember that I paid paid them for that. And then the next month it came to like, oh, did we invoice for this? Did we pay them for that? (laughs) So we've developed our Mm -hmm. documents to know. And even as I type out the procedures, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it comes to a point where I just type, well, there's more stuff after that and I'll have to update it when I do this again. Cause I don't remember what the more stuff after that is. I think that is a wonderful example for other people to follow. <laughs> it really is because you don't have to finish your procedure today. Now you do have to have it finished at some point in time. And this is where I can get some funny looks from folks cause it is incomplete and I'll tell them approve it. Mm-hmm. What? It's not finished. I don't. I haven't accounted for everything. I said no, you haven't. You've got the first version. Approve it. Train people on it. And guess what? The first thing that's going to happen that week, people are going to find things that need to be updated. Yeah, then I have to update it again. Exactly. Good. It's Good. Ju- it's just like a word document. Go yes. update it. It's yes. okay. It's not chiseled in stone. Exactly. So that's what I've done. Yeah. And the next time I run payroll mm-hmm. or do invoices mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. I'll open the document while I have QuickBooks open and I'll say, and this was the rest of the stuff you're supposed to do. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, you know, again, this ties, all this stuff ties together. Is So let's say you, you release that incomplete Rev 1. And then over the next two or three weeks, you kind of find, ooh, well, I, I missed some stuff here. I need to update it. So then you update it and you go back to your team that you trained a week ago and you say, hey, guys, we're about to go to Rev 2. And you'll probably get some looks and some groans. But then, as a good leader, you can say, hey, Joe, you suggested we do this. And, Susan, you, you found this problem. You, you go through well, all the Well, that's what I was going to say. Then it encourages them to yes. say, oh, if we're going to be making revisions, I think we need to add this. Amazing. Mm-hmm. See, quality's not all the technical that people think it is. It's not. And I think we're going to have to wrap up for today. There's... Two more principles left that I guess we'll get for next week. Sure. And then we'll wrap up this little series on the... um, Quality management principles. The principles. I couldn't find the right word. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. It's Kyle with Quality Matters. We have been looking at the statistics on our podcast and the outside of the U.S., Australia is where we get the most downloads from. So, guys, we'd love to hear from you. Um, I won't dare try to make a uh, Australian accent because you probably make fun of my Texas accent. But we'd love to hear from you. You know, uh, send us an email, uh, podcast at texasqa.com, uh, or email me directly, kchambers at texasqa.com. Uh, comment, subscribe, let us know what you think.